everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Scariest Podcast. Woo! Oh, I like that it's toned down. This time. Subdued. I am quite tired and not feeling well, so. Uh... So we're on episode sixteen, everybody, and I'm so stoked! I can't believe we've done way more than sixteen episodes. We have sixteen episodes uh, as of recording this one. We have an episode zero. And we have six story time episodes, so I think 23? That sounds right. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. 23 hours of content. Well, way more than 23 yeah. hours. That's crazy. We hope you guys are enjoying it so far. I know we're having a blast doing it, and yeah. we really appreciate all of the feedback you guys give us. You guys tweeted us. You guys go on to Facebook. I know. I it's love super cool. all the interactions. Like, you guys have no idea. Whenever we're like, oh, someone posted pictures, right? so we get so excited. So, just a quick rundown of how you can do those things. If you want to tweet us at Pod, if you want to visit us on Facebook, facebook.com slash scaryishpodcast. Uh, and from there, you can join the Facebook group. We have well over 100 members now. So that's growing pretty quick, and it's pretty fucking awesome. If you want to reach out to us via email, storytime at scaryish.com. And if you want to send us your stories... Intense.com. Right? If you want to send us your stories, we will read them on the podcast as well in a segment we like to call a homegrown horror. So, oh, yeah. Say it again. Homegrown horror. Oh. <laughs> I, I realized it, it, sounded, it, it sounded like homegrown horror when I said it the first time, which is just weird. Um, but yeah, it's really cool to see a bunch of different things happening within the community, uh, and to like, I get to participate in it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's cool. I'm not just posting stuff, hoping people respond. Like people are posting stuff and like, we're all talking. So yeah, it's a really fun I feeling. I love it. It's super cool. Thank you, friends. Indeed. Indubitably. Um, so today we have two homegrown horror stories and then we're both going to cover our topic things. Yeah, that's the normal format of a regular show. So, um, What are you I, covering this I'm week, I'm going to do... Thank you to um, Annabelle for bringing up this topic. Uh, I'm going to do the Winchester Mystery House. Nice. Yeah, so I'm I kind almost, of excited. I almost did the Wendigo. I almost did the Jersey Devil. But I decided I wanted to go with another poltergeist. I really like poltergeist stories. I'm really all about the haunted houses. I always have been. Uh, so I'm going with the South Shield poltergeist. Ooh, never heard of it. Yeah, I haven't Ooh. either. Uh, it's recent. It happened in 2006. And what? it happened uh, in England. So a lot of my stories happen across the pond. Basically what I'm saying is someone invite us over there so we can do a fucking live show because I want to hang out. <laughs> so... Right on. Uh, but first and foremost, let's, I guess, go with Homegrown Horror? Yeah, you can go first. Awesome. So I will take the lead, and this first one is from David. Uh, David actually just became a patron, so thank you very much, Yay! David, for signing up. He also posted this uh, in the group on Facebook, so you guys might have already read this, and if not, then we can read it to you. Uh, and just a reminder that if you post stuff in there, uh, and it's cool, uh, and it's something that you want to share, we will read it on the show. So he says, here we go. Sleep Paralysis. Uh, listening to your first podcast has actually led me to research my paralysis experience. Let me start by saying I can be a huge skeptic. So when I first explain, experienced sleep paralysis, I knew exactly what it was and did not give it much thought. However, since then, I have found that it is often referred to as old hag syndrome, a fact which I think Robin covered. She did indeed. There's a show on our movie, movie on Netflix. Yeah. What is that called? Uh, Dead Awake. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. Uh, he continues to say, as a side note, my sleep my sleep paralysis episode happened in my old house that I lived at during college. I was often there by myself as my roommates would go home for weekends. When I was alone, I would hear sounds I could not explain, like noises coming from the third floor balcony. Fuck. And even what sounded like little girls crying oh, in closets. Children. I can't stand children. Why? He says, again, I'm skeptical as hell, so I try not to think too much about all of that. 
Uh, about around five months ago, I had a work dream. I'm a server, by the way. I hate work dreams, dude. I, mm. I have them on the weekends, and I'm like, it's like I didn't even have a fucking weekend because you sleep and you dream about all the shit you have to do on Monday. When I used to work at GameStop, I would always dream. I showed up to work late, and everything would go wrong, and it was just horrible. Come here. You get a little, you get a little schmutz on your face. There, there you go. Oh, thanks. Boop. That's for you. You can keep that. It's just cheese. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Uh, she had a chicken wing on the side of her face. My, my bad. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, he goes on to say, I'm a server, by the way. In my dream, I had simply forgotten about a table. This led me to be taken up to the manager's office. As the manager simply sat there staring at me without saying a word, I slowly became aware that the office was actually my physical room. I was staring at my computer desk and my swivel chair that was facing my bed. Suddenly, I had the awful realization that there was indeed someone sitting in that chair. No way. It was not my manager. I first saw what appeared to be a doll. Not any kind of doll I had ever seen. It was just a three to four foot lifeless body with a completely horrifying silhouette. My brain is often tricked into seeing things as I wake up because of the clothes I leave on my chair. That happened to me last night. I was looking at our door, and yeah. I have a hat hung there. And I like looked up blurrily, and it looked like a fucking head like poking out from around the corner. And so my first reaction was like, fuck you, because I was so tired. <laughs> and then I realized, like, oh, no, it's just my head. Uh, getting back to it, uh, he says... He leaves his clothes in the back of the chair. However, as I became more lucid, the shape of the doll began to morph into a hideous old woman. Fuck a face that. that I couldn't really shake or even properly explain. She just stared at me with a tilted head. I recall her smiling. Or do I? Maybe she was just neutral. So it was Mona Lisa, clearly. Uh, but, it, <laughs> but it is also, but it is almost like that moment lasted forever. I knew I needed to call 911, but in that moment, I felt as though I was dying. I managed to actually oh swing my, my arm to my nightstand, but I knocked my phone to the ground. She was definitely smiling. My arm was twisted around my body, frozen in place. I tried to scream for help. I realized I hadn't been breathing and could not take a breath. Only cackling noises left my throat, like the sound you make when you try to talk and have the wind knocked out of you. Having the wind knocked out of you is one of the worst feelings in the fucking world. Because you literally think instantly, like, I'm dying. Yeah. I can't breathe. There's no breath in me. This I, is it. This is how it ends. I have fallen off a trampoline many a time. I wrestled in middle school, and, like, I got my wind knocked out at least three times that I can remember. And it's just, like, instantly you're like, time out. Get the fuck off me. I'm dying. <laughs> um, anyways, getting back to his story. Um, he says, I was completely lucid. I saw my entire room and her staring at me. Was she laughing? I managed to gather all of my thoughts and told myself I was in control of my body. Then, with all my strength, I flung my entire body upward and managed to sit up. My desk chair empty, not even a piece of clothing to give the illusion of a silhouette, and my phone was on the floor. After googling the term old hag syndrome after listening to the podcast, I found this photo and once again found the very same old lady staring at me, looking Holy exactly the fuck. same as she had that night. No way. I have had trouble shaking the feeling I got after finding this photo, which, to be fair, I have seen before. My rational side says it's coincidence, but I had no idea the significance or meaning behind the painting when I had seen it the first time. And he sent a picture as well, and I think he had also posted it on the Facebook group. I um, think so. Yeah, and it's creepy as fuck. Yeah. So, yeah, it's weird to, to think about that stuff. Like, we, I can't remember what it was that I, I read this in or listened to, but they were talking about uh, a kid who used to see someone sitting at the end of their bed. Like, they'd wake up and see him, and they thought it was a ghost, and it was really scary, and they talked to their, like, older brother about it. And their yeah. older brother had seen the same fucking person. They both described him, like, super vividly. And then after they talked to some of their friends, all the kids in their neighborhood saw the same fucking thing sitting at the foot of their bed. 
And it's like, is this Nightmare on Elm Street? No, no, this is something that like I heard that like it actually happened for real, and all these kids were terrified. And like the older they got, and the more they started talking about it, they realized like it was a large group of people that experienced like this same horrible nightmare or weird thing that visited them like during the time that they slept. And uh, I remember when I heard it, I was like, I wanted to look up like group hallucinations or group paranoia and stuff like that, and yeah. see how can all feed into each other. And the creepiest thing is always like when people independently describe the exact same image and they're not feeding off of each other and they all write down what they had seen. So old hag, hag syndrome is like the extreme of that, like across the whole fucking world. Yeah. So it's super fucking creepy. That's crazy. It makes you wonder if it's like just something ingrained in your brain, period, like everybody. Everyone's just... afraid of old people sitting on them. It's like, ew, get off me. Your skin's like a grape. <laughs> like a grape. You mean a raisin? That's it. A dead grape. <laughs> a dying, dried-up grape. I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay. Just read right. your homegrown horror and stop making fun of me. Okay, so um, I have one from one of our uh, spooky friends out there. So the email goes, so basically this happened in fourth grade. I was hanging out with my friend and I saw her wearing a really cool necklace. It looked like a black pearl slash crystal with skeleton hands on it. And she said, thank you. And I asked where she had gotten it to start a conversation. Um, she replied saying that she dreamt about it and woke up with it beside her. What the fuck? Right? Um, at first I did not believe her. I was going to say, my first instinct, you are a little bit full of shit. Until the later dreams she described to me. So she said she put the necklace on and went to bed. She saw in her dream a girl with black hair and a white dress with very pale skin. She talked to it and the girl said her name was Athena and brought up the necklace. So she said that, quote unquote, this is how you can communicate with me. What the fuck? That's really fucking weird. Um, and then the dream ended. Um, a week later, she told me that she started seeing ghosts when she was wearing the necklace. So she said that in the last dream, she had Athena. She So in the last dream that she had, Athena said that she liked me. So the, the writer of this letter. Um, and this scared me, but I still did not believe her. Um, I asked her to let me wear it at night and see if anything happens. Fuck no! that shit. It's like you're asking for shit to happen. Fuck. Like, bad, bad, bad ideas. Um, everything seemed, oh, no, no. Ba, ba, ba. She gladly handed it to me. I'm sure she was like, I don't want to see ghosts. Fuck this. You can have it. Um, I don't know if you're just telling people like, oh, yeah, I had a dream about this necklace and I woke up and it was next to me and now I see ghosts whenever I wear it. <sighs> and you're in fourth grade. You're kind of full of crap. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I was a good student in fourth grade. I was 4.0 student. I was 4.0. You had a GPA in fourth grade. Yeah. I was an honor roll student. I didn't calculate my GPA. I mean, I'm not Asian, so we don't do that in fourth grade. And I grew up in Indiana, so I was like, I can read all right. And they're like, A+. plus." <laughs> yeah, I think fourth grade and fifth grade, we had GPAs. Everything up until then was like, you get E's if you're good. Uh, do you want candy? Here's some candy. You get, you get a star. Yeah, for like like double E exceeds expectations. I think we got checks and check pluses. Where? You never got checks? when no, you were, we had, like, we had letters like S for satisfactory. Uh, I had that in second grade. Double E E's for double E's is for exceeds expectations or 
You know, you got letters for everything. That's stupid. Keep going. So, <laughs> later that night, I put on the necklace. Everything seemed fine, and I went to sleep. I woke up at 4.25 and was confused and sweating as if I had a really bad dream. I tried to go back to bed, and I heard my closet door across from my bed creak. That's creepy. Fuck. I, oh, I hate closets. I'm glad our closets have no doors on them. Yeah, take those shits off. That way the monsters can get right to you. Fuck you. <laughs> Just fucking kidding. I sleep oh on the side God. of the bed closest to the closet anyways. I froze. I looked and I saw my closet door was open and I remembered having it closed. Then I felt a wind blow through my room. No window or door was open. What the fuck? That's creepy. I think she farted, but keep going. Oh my god, you're such a dick. Just being skeptical, it's okay. Maybe I was just tired and it was a coincidence, but it creeped me out. I gave the necklace back to her and said nothing had happened. She said for me to wear it during the class. Oh my god. I, oh, okay. I agreed because I didn't want to admit to what had happened. Later in class, I kept hearing someone whisper my name and no one was there. Disembodied voices freak me out. I can't wait to get to my story then. Oh, I'm gonna fuck, fuck your you. shit all oh, up tonight. Oh, God, why would you do that? I'm so glad we waited so late to record, too. Oh, it's so well, late no, we're at gonna night. go to bed. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. So I got up to turn in my paper, and the teacher says, You wrote the writing name on your, or you wrote the wrong name on your paper, is probably what it, what it meant. So you wrote the <laughs> wrong name on your paper. I look at the name section of the paper, and on it says in cursive, Athena. I did not know how to write cursive, and I never wrote my name on my paper. We learned cursive in third grade. I don't know when everyone else learned cursive. I just thought that I learned came to my cursive head. in sixth grade. Over sixth grade? Good yeah. lord! I had to ask to get taught cursive. Wow. Yeah, they, they they in my generation they stopped teaching that. That's in fucking school. crazy. I yeah. thought she was gonna be like. You wrote the wrong name, and she looked down and was like, and you wrote Beelzebub perfectly. <laughs> um, so thank you, and sorry for the grammar. I'm in a rush. No, your grammar was really good. It was really Don't fucking creepy. About it. Yeah. Like, what happened to the necklace? What yeah, happened I to the know chick? What happened to the necklace? What happened to Athena? Did she escape, and does she now haunt the human realm? What the fuck? These are all things we need to know. All right. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for your story. And we are curious what happened there. Yeah, we need some follow-up on that. So uh, reach out to us and let us know. I do want to know, realistically, what happened to the necklace and uh, what happened to the girl. Like, are you guys still friends? Can you still stay in touch? Can we message her on Facebook? I mean, like, send us the fucking necklace already. I don't want it. No, I'll put it on you while you sleep. Fuck you. It's just your control group. That's all I'm saying. I hate you. Nothing happens, nope. nothing happens. Get the fuck out. Okay. Cool. Uh, I think I'm going to go first this week. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you can do yours, and then I'm going to take a nap uh very tired you mean sleep i'm just gonna take a nap for about nine hours <laughs> um but no so i picked the south shield poltergeist this week to i do have as my main never topic. heard of this so i'm kind of excited i never heard like, of it either slash scared i was googling a bunch of shit and i went over some stuff i was like do i want to do this do i want to do that and nothing was quite catching me and then i found this one and i literally this, this is totally true when i found it uh i got cold chills did it jump out at you no from the closet nope <laughs> But uh, our room is very cold. And Robin had come in here and she's like, how do you, like, how can you stand it this cold? And I'm like, I don't know. I just like it cold. Um, and then she turned off the fan and it was just normal temperature. And then when I saw this, I'm like, oh, now I'm cold. This is what I'm going to do. So if it sucks. Really? Yeah. So if it sucks, that's uh, my fault. So my brain has been particularly emptier than normal this weekend. So it was a little bit difficult to pick this one. 
but I, I felt pretty good about it. And right now my nipples are rock hard. So let's get into this. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> before we get into it, though, I just like to point out that although the things I'm about to tell you guys were witnessed by multiple people, including the family involved, paranormal investigators, and just random other jagoffs that happen to be around, uh, it comes with the normal disclaimer that it is entirely possible that this is all bullshit. So away we go. Away we go. So let's go ahead and get into it. So this takes place in the town of South Shields. Uh, uh, it's called the South Shields Poltergeist. So no shit. Uh, it's in Northeast England. Uh, it's a more recent haunting, too. It's not one of the older ones because I've been going further back in time a little bit. And this took place starting in December of 2005. Uh, it is a very well-documented haunting. There's already books and shit on this. So, uh, really? Let's just, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Once the movie so, comes out. <laughs> I don't know. I was reading it. And I'm like, this does need to be a movie. Um, so the individuals involved uh, used pseudonyms uh, for everything that happened so they can protect their real identities. Uh, the names that are used are Mark and Marianne, a couple who live there, and their three-year-old kid, Robert. And since it's a pseudonym, I'm just going to go ahead and call him Bobbo, because it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Bobbo. So the family began to notice <laughs> odd things happening around the house, nothing too significant. I feel like this is all sort of stuff that people have experienced at one time or another, like doors kind of creaking open or creaking closed, um, stuff like that. Nothing very big. Um, people usually attribute that shit to, like, the house settling or a draft or a window being open or fucking demons. There's a bunch of different things that we always go to. <laughs> or fucking um, demons. Fucking demons. People are just like, up oh, door closed on its own. Fucking demon. Um, that said, the doors were opening and closing frequently. And they're like, this is kind of fucking weird. Uh, and then they began to hear, and this is just fucking creepy, strange sounds coming from their walls. Fuck. So as soon as you hear that, the first thing I think is like, there are dead bodies in the walls. It's the sounds of their ghosts. Let them out. Um, so then things kind of began to escalate as they do. Like if you've ever seen ghosts and Patrick Swayze starts realizing he can push shit around, it starts with a can moves up to a shoe. Then he's smacking signs around and shoving dudes through windows. So that's kind of what happened here. The guy went all Patrick Swayze. Have you ever seen ghosts? No. What the? You've never fucking seen ghosts? I've only seen the part where he touches her while they're doing pottery. It's so romantic. I love that movie. Uh, anyways, so... Their ability to uh, move shit around gets stronger and stronger. I'm guessing that this poltergeist tapped into his deep-seated love for Demi Moore, uh, just like Patrick Swayze. <laughs> so <laughs> the new shit uh, would include objects being moved around. And I don't mean like a book or a remote, but chairs being stacked up on top of a table in a room. Uh, a heavy chest, which I realized after I saw this, because there's actually pictures of shit uh, online, that it wasn't like a chest. It's like a dresser, for those of you in America who don't like call like... A chest with drawers. Ah. So it, it moved from one bedroom to the other. Uh, and it's like, dude, if you can move all this shit, why don't you just grab a broom and help out around the house with some fucking chores? Like, the amount of pervy shit... The amount of pervy shit ghosts see inside a house, they kind of owe whoever they're fucking living with. I'm just saying, they're freeloading assholes. What so, the fuck? This wasn't just shit happening when they weren't around. It's not like they were leaving and then coming home and then being like, oh, the shit's out of place. Maybe one of our friends is fucking with us. They would be like downstairs and hear furniture like fucking scraping across the floor upstairs uh-uh. when no one was home. And no they go upstairs way. and there'd be no one there. And they're like, okay, this is really But do they up. see stuff moved around? Yeah, they... Well, I'm getting to it. So the family okay. would begin to hear noises like... Not just like... Like noises coming from the wall, but like banging... Things dropping, knocking on the walls, and it was growing louder and louder as time went on. And the rooms that this shit was happening in would start to experience uh, sudden drops in temperature. 
So if you oh, went into a room dude. where something weird was happening, it would be incredibly fucking cold. And now we're going to get into creepy territory here, where when I was going through this and I was like doing my research, I was like, this is fucked up. And I want to say, and I wrote this down because this is true. I want to be the first to admit this. If I wind up as a bored ghost in the afterlife, I'm totally doing shit like this too. Are you serious? Because it's just funny. <laughs> this is creepy as fuck. Like if you're a human, it's creepy. But if you're a fucking ghost, you're like, I am going to fuck with this people and it's going to be so funny. So the poltergeist began using, dead serious about this, the kids' toys to fuck with the family. So the story goes, this is the first instance where this happened. This is why you don't have children. Right? Or just children's toys. Just give them a dreidel every year. They'll be fine. So Mark and Marianne were going to bed. To I don't know. Mark and Marianne were going to bed. <laughs> and, like, there's not an exact, like, timeline of what happened. So I kind of pieced one together. So Mark was probably like, yo, dog, let's go to the bone <laughs> zone on the fuck truck. <laughs> And Marianne was like, let's do this shit, Pound Town, here we come. And oh, my God. So it's unknown whether the couple May was... May I remind you they're like 13-year-olds and 14-year-olds? They've heard of Pound Town, Bone Zone, and Fuck Truck before. And if not, you're welcome. So <laughs> oh, God. It's unknown whether the couple was actually going to fuck, but they were going to bed. And Marianne was laying down. And she felt something hit her in the fucking head and then heard it hit the ground. So she's like, what just happened? And I know what you're thinking immediately. It's like, the ghost slapped her in the face. Was it a stuffed animal? It was, in fact, the kid's toy dog. It had been thrown at her. And so, and I also wrote this down too. It was thrown at her from somewhere in the bedroom that the husband wasn't. It wasn't like on his side of the bed. Which is a good thing. Because if it was on his side of the bed, there was no one in that room he could have blamed it on. Like, I did not throw that at you. I know it hits you in the head. You're probably pissed off. So it was like something in the corner threw it out of the darkness. Yeah, it's like this shit was all over the floor. I mean, we have dogs and we have dog toys all over the floor. So it's like they have kids toys all over the floor of their bedroom. All of a sudden she gets hit in the head with one. She's like, that's fucking weird. Son's not in the room. No one else is in this room. So she's trying to piece together like, couldn't have been Mark. Mark's on his side of the bed. She probably would have suspected him. And she's just sitting there like, what the hell just happened? And bam! Emerald jumps in the bedroom and throws some fucking onions, bell peppers, some oh celery right in her face. I was like, who the fuck is Emerald? <laughs> I was like, holy trinity, bitch. Ah, not really. So, JK, LOL. Uh, she got hit in the head with a different stuffed toy. This one hit her much harder and was thrown much faster. So at this point, they're like, something's fucked up. And I'd like to say that, Does like, she wake up her husband? The, they're not asleep yet. They were laying down to go to bed. So, this all just screams like this is a ghost learning its powers, like a fucking, like, power-up montage. Yeah. Like, oh, I moved one. And so I like to imagine there's, like, this brief moment of calm before everything happens. And when they're just like, is it gone now? And no, it wasn't gone. All fucking hell broke loose. They started getting pelted with all <gasps> kinds of toys that were in the oh fucking room. Gosh. They're just being thrown at them. They claimed that toys were being launched at them. And they would stop midair. No. And adjust. So that they would, way. like, actually hit them. So I was like, that's, that's bullshit. fucking crazy. Holy fuck. I mean, this is all probably bullshit anyways. But at this point, the couple did what any sane person would do in a situation where they're, Pick being, up their child and they're leave. being hit by stuffed animals. The kid is not in the room. I've mentioned this multiple times. Yeah, but you just run to your kid. Stop. And fucking... Just let me go. Okay. Trust me. They grabbed the <laughs> only you thing Elsa? you can grab, a shield known as a blanket. Because <laughs> it's a well-known fact that all the evil of the universe cannot penetrate a person's blanket. So as soon as they pulled out their trump card, the ghost was like, son of a bitch. Because, I mean, there's nothing you can do. Oh, my god! So they held their blanket up, and the couple claims, this is what they claim, this isn't bullshit. I mean, it might be bullshit, but they made it up. I didn't. Um, <laughs> that something began to try to rip the blanket out of their grasp that led to a tug of war with an invisible entity. Fuck that shit. 
All of a sudden, things Ooh. seriously bumped up a notch. No Mark way. screamed as he felt something tear at his side. <gasps> he checked where he felt the pain, and there were 13 scratch marks. that appeared on his back. 13 scratch marks. And I put, uh, this dude was getting scratches on his back one way or another that night. Am I right, Mark? High five! Mark's not in the room, so fuck him. Uh, so the phenomenon subsided after that. And it's like, I feel like the ghost is like, oh shit, kid who plays too rough. My bad, dog. I was just trying to have like a pillow fight. I feel like and 13 just, is a joke by the ghost, too. He just scratched the shit. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I think it, when you just scratch the fuck out of someone. i just like to stop, too, and point out, when I was a kid... There was a show called Sightings. I'm pretty sure it was called Sightings on Fox. And they talked about this haunting that happened in, like, Midwest America. And while they were there, fucked up shit happened. And they caught it on camera. This guy was being interviewed. And they had their faces blacked out for anonymity, too. Because they thought, like, everyone would think they were crazy. And it was supposed to be the ghost of a little girl who played with their kid and was super protective of their kid. And while they were interviewing him, like, it got really cold in the room. There was a flash of light from the kitchen. A fucking, like rose that they had just set on their windowsill lit on fire out of nowhere and that's they're like what the fuck just happened and they no went back way. in and it was like she just shot through me he's like she just shot through my fucking stomach and she he lifts his shirt there was no one else in that room with him and you see these giant fucking claw marks across his chest like welts just pop up and start bleeding and when i was watching that they said that some people have the ability like i don't know if it's the ability or not but like they have a condition where if they get scratched, it takes a long time for it to appear. Mm-hmm. But when he lifted his shirt up, like, they welted up and started bleeding. And they're like, this is one of the most, like, verifiable instances of poltergeist activity like that. Because no one, everyone was watching. Yeah, and they're like, we don't know what the fuck happened. Like, she could have scratched him, but it had to have been an hour before that. Like, his wife could have scratched him, and it had to have taken an hour for it to come up. And if that happened, it wouldn't have raised so rapidly. Like, they have it on fucking camera. You can find that shit on YouTube. It's crazy. So the thing, too, that happened with that is they'd raise I, up. I literally have chills. Literally. I, literally. You have a hoodie on, too. They'd raise up. They'd bleed. They'd start to heal. And then they'd fucking go away. And that's what happened with Mark, too. So this happens to Mark. And after this, the toys became like a regular vehicle for this poltergeist. Oh, my goodness. To fuck with them. So the incidents included uh, a toy bunny sitting at the top of their stairs with a box cutter in its hands. Or paws, claws. I don't know what fucking bunnies have. Paws? Bunnies have... Paws? Sure, that works. Uh, A toy rocking horse? (laughs) This kid's toy rocking horse, they went to a room and found it hanging from the ceiling by its reins, and it was attached to... It said a loft hatch, which I think is just like an attic entry. Yeah. Um, But it was just hanging from the fucking ceiling. Uh, Various toys would just roll across the floor on their own. You know what this sounds like to me? Is like, you know how we're always talking about ghosts are always like from way back in the day i feel like this is like a teenager from the like y2k era and it was just like oh wait wait for the rest of this because it gets fucked up so creepy noises started to come from the toys including disembodied voices coming from the toys themselves fuck and the classic electronic toys turning on on their own so not to be outdone by the fictional clown it uh, and this part fucked my shit up. Balloons. There was an incident where one of the members, I don't know who it was, went into the bathroom, turned on the water, and blood poured out of the faucet. It filled up and started spilling over. They ran out screaming. When they turned around, nothing had happened. The faucet wasn't even on. Fucking So I'm like, God. maybe gas leak and these people are just tripping fucking balls super Sounds hard. Sounds like they're tripping balls. But they were, they were terrified. 
So, and I put it as a side so note. Why didn't they leave? Well, they can't. You can't just pick up and fucking leave. Like, not everyone has the money to do that shit. So, I know when you bring blood into the mix, if you're a ghost, you're kind of being a fucking asshole. Like, you've crossed over from just fucking with people. Like, you're now terrorizing people. So, here's one very documented detail that makes me feel like this could have been a hoax. Um, but the sun had a doodle board. I hope you guys can hear my ear air quotes. It's like the new age Etch-A-Sketch where you have, like, a stylus and you can, like, write on things and, like, the impression like leave words behind yeah so uh weird words started to be found on the doodle board i should say weird phrases they have a couple pictures of them which doesn't mean shit um but the phrases included you're dead just go now die bitch r.i.p in all caps go bitch no to your mom now to your mom uh and a bunch of weird shapes and symbols so this was totally a fucking teenager that's trolling these people yeah and this uh, the thing is is like when you go through the details of this you can feel like it might be a hoax i really feel like if this was a hoax this was more someone terrorizing these people in a bunch of different ways than these people faking it so these would later become text messages and emails fuck to these people mainly the mom uh that everyone involved claimed were not able to be traced when they tried to and there was not an account or a phone number attached to the messages that were sent. That's totally possible. You can do that shit on the internet. Like, I've had people call me from fucking soundboards before and play, like, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger sounds at me. That's amazing. Which are fucking hilarious. But, like, it's not without, it's not outside the realm of possibility. But that shit was happening to these people. So, like, at this point, they're like, someone or something is really fucking with us. Uh, Marianne's cell phone would blow the fuck up when she wasn't at the house. Her phone would just be constantly fucking ringing, getting calls. And the number she was getting called from was her home phone, even when there was no one in the house. No fucking way. You can also duplicate a number. So this is another thing where this could just be someone fucking with her. But this is just, like, relentless. So, I mean, this shit seems not like a hoax as much as it's just someone fucking with them. Aside from fucking voices coming from toys, like phantoms throwing shit at them, and, like, sounds coming from their walls. So... When this shit starts to escalate at this point, like, I would be pissed because this starts getting a little bit worse. So, the couple at one point went to check on their son in his room. Oh, gosh. He was not there. <gasps> no. So, then instead they went to a different room looking for him. They found him wrapped extremely tightly in his blanket, like, not just swaddled, but almost, like, wrapped up so you couldn't move. And a plastic table had been set on top of him. Very weird. What um, the So, fuck? they're like, what the fuck? And when they located him, they said he seemed to be in a trance and he was blankly staring at seemingly nothing at all when they tried to speak to him about what had happened. Later on, the boy went missing again. And after searching for him, they found him stuffed in a small closet, again How wrapped super Bobo? tight in his blanket. Babo is three. <laughs> okay. So it's like they admitted when they called for help at some point, they said like this can just be him playing. Like him hiding somewhere thing. and wrapping himself up. It could just be him. Like, but he's terrified when we're finding him. And he's in these these really weird states. So they finally called up uh, Mike Hollowell and Darren Ritson. These guys are paranormal researchers. Probably professional bullshitters, but who knows. Professional bullshitters. And, which inevitably led to the equipment setting up montage. Like how they come in, they're like introducing themselves in the house right. and having the experience. Then the equipment setting up montage. No bullshit. They did set up sensors and motion activated cameras. They admit they didn't expect to see much, and when they got there, they were initially suspicious of Mark because he wasn't freaking out as much, but after being there for a couple of days, they immediately stopped suspecting Mark. They are still 100% convinced that Marianne, there's no way she had anything to do with it. She would have no connection to anything if it was a hoax, because right. she was genuinely fucking terrified. Like, she was being tormented in her own home. So, 
they went in there not expecting to see much, but not only did the activity continue, but it increased in its intensity and they felt like whatever it was in there did not like them being there. Uh, these guys actually discovered random objects being moved on their own. And it sounds like from what I'm reading on the internet, they didn't have a whole lot of equipment and anywhere they didn't have shit set up, this thing was like moving stuff around. What the fuck? So whenever stuff was stacked up in really weird, fucked up it, ways. It's the rooms they don't have cameras in. Yeah, they would they would take pictures of it, like chairs that are stacked where it's like it doesn't seem like they should be stacked at all. And again, this could be a hoax. It could be them just like all getting together and stacking shit. Yeah. Like, but they were taking pictures as much as they could of things that were stacked at seemingly, quote, impossible angles. Some of the things they witnessed off camera included toys moving on their own. They also said they heard disembodied voices coming from random places in the home and some of the children's toys as well. That's so fucking creepy. At that point, my kid is just going to have to live without toys. Yeah. Uh, they also oh documented the strange phenomenon of the phrases appearing on paper on the house and on the, the what do you call it, toy? Um, the doodle thing. The doodle thing. Doodle, doodle board. Doodle board. Um, so the family and the investigators began to see an apparition at night move no. around the house uh-uh. yeah and it gets really fucking creepy so i wrote this description twice they said they're never never able to capture it on camera one time they saw it in a room with a camera and the accounts differ depending on where you read this there's an actual book that i'm not gonna fucking buy <laughs> but <laughs> um the account is either that the camera failed and did not work when it should have or it was not turned on properly either way you didn't get a picture of it so it's probably all bullshit but uh the two investigators were with marianne and they're in Babo's room, and they saw what appeared to be a three-dimensional silhouette that was midnight black and seemed to radiate sheer evil. Like when they saw it, they were just like you're it's fucking basically evil. a shadow that's 3D, and they're like, "Holy fucking shit!" And they're all terrified, so they just stood there freaking out. And Marianne not just freaked the fuck out, but she just started screaming. She was like, "Holy shit!" And like when I read that, I'm like reading this, I'm like, "Oh, okay." So the thing disappeared because she started screaming. No. it turned and came right <gasps> fucking at them no way yeah. and this is this is a quote from i think this is their book so this is their account of the event quote yo dog no not really <laughs> quote uh this thing turned towards them blah, blah 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 okay quote the entity walked slowly from the bathroom across the landing into the bedroom as it passed the door to robert's room that's babo uh, it paused and stared icily at me. Its face, devoid of all features such as eyes, nose, or mouth, was cold and menacing. It felt like it was burrowing into my soul. It was large, maybe two meters high, or six feet for us Americans, and midnight black. It was a three-dimensional silhouette that just radiated sheer evil. So, I'm like, sure the camera failed. <laughs> sure it did. But at the same time, let's just say, as a for instance, something is fucking with these people, and it has the ability to do all these things. Right. It can keep a camera from working. Just saying. Like, if you're trying to look at the rational, non-rational side of things. Yeah. If I'm a fucking ghost and I can turn shit on and off, I'm going to disable a camera. Yeah. Just so I can make people feel crazy and isolated. Right. After well, I terrify them. That's the whole them. point. Yeah. So the camera setup didn't work. The investigators and Marianne were extremely upset when they realized they were unable to capture this on film because they thought that they were filming. Right. And whatever this thing was, it hated Mark. Like, it tormented Marianne, like, with but fucking it calls. With Mark. But it fucked with Mark. So, a couple days after this thing appeared, they saw this thing appear. It made a beeline for Mark <gasps> and clawed the fuck out of him. It disappeared after clawing him. And there's footage of this. No. I wasn't able to find the footage of the welts appearing. I was able to find a, a still, a frame of it, of the guy's back. And, like, he looks like someone just raked the fuck out of him. Like, whether or not this in was In all hoax, directions? or Yeah, all directions and some directions are fucking bleeding and all welted up. Like, looking at it, 
I was like, holy shit. Like, if this is a hoax, man, this guy was like, yeah, go ahead. Like, scratch the fuck out of me so we can make this look real. It looks fucking horrible, man. You can Google it uh, and try and find South Shields Poltergeist. Like, I did some Googling. I didn't go super deep Googling. I didn't want to hit the dark web and just find weird some weird shit. Um, I don't even know how to get there. But I don't even know. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's Google Dark Web. Oh. So it disappeared after clawing him. They took videos. They took pictures of what happened to him. The I've read a, an account of the footage without actually locating it. It's supposed to be very grainy, so people think that it's a hoax. Um, and it's like, it's 2006. They don't have really good cameras on their cell phones yet. Yeah. But I'm like, come on, man. You have to have some better equipment than that shit. So, Is that when like phones only had like 1.5 megapixel cameras? I was thinking about that. So 2005 going into 2006, I graduated high school in 2003. And I'm like, what phone did I have? I graduated in 2007 and I had a BlackBerry Pearl. Yeah, I had a BlackBerry up until college, like mid-college. So like I had flip phones still. So like your videos were fucking garbage. So like dick pics were so hard to send back in the day. You might as well just Get draw it. Get so it so hard to send. Nice. Well played. Slap hands. Um, <laughs> so the attack wasn't recorded. Um, these two guys did what any paranormal <laughs> investigators would do. Sorry. Just still thinking about dick pics. It's okay. That's all you're ever thinking about. So if you're a paranormal investigator and you see this shit going on, what are you going to do? Call your fucking friends. Call the Ghostbusters. They called their fucking other paranormal investigator friends like, you guys have got to see this shit. So these fucking people just started coming over because they were told like, hey, like this shit is real. You guys should come check this out. And um, while they were there, people showed up skeptical. People don't go into this shit a lot thinking like, oh, this is totally 100% true. But people saw Mark have the scratches. They saw shit get moved around. They heard these disembodied voices. And as they'd go in, they'd be like, cool, you're right. Something's here. Bye. And they just fucking nope the fuck out. Because they're just like, you know what? That's awesome. Like, I don't think it's a hoax anymore. I don't know what it is. Don't know how to fix it. I'm fucking leaving (laughs) now. So... Everyone that was involved with this originally had suspected Mark because it seemed like the most likely culprit, but as it's because he wasn't super freaked out about it before he started getting scratched all the fucking time, and whether or not they believe it was a hoax, they're all convinced at this point that neither of them had anything to do with it. If it was, it was probably someone terrorizing them if it wasn't some right. sort of paranormal entity, and that they don't have explanations for so many of the things that actually happened here. That's fucking crazy, dude. So after witnessing the, invest- the events in the home, um, they don't believe they were faked in any way. I couldn't find an account of any investigator. I googled the fuck out of the claims that it could be a hoax, and it's all by people who have read the book, because the book supposedly is written like shit. There's a lot of bad reviews for the book. Um, it's hard, though. When you're writing that stuff, It's it, you're not going to get, like, New York t- a New York Times bestselling I'm pretty sure it's the paranormal author. investigators that actually wrote the book. So they published it themselves, and as rapidly as this shit escalated, it just stopped. At the peak of all of it. It just stopped randomly? It just stopped. The toy stopped doing shit. All the creepy stuff stopped happening. And everyone's like, okay, well, we don't know what caused it. We don't know why it went away. How, how many days did this go on? For? It was a few months between December and I couldn't really find solid dates for this stuff. But it went into 2006. It didn't go past 2006. It wasn't okay. even a full year. So the family did what any family would do. They fucking sold that house. They're like, fuck this place. Like, we don't know if it's coming back, and we don't give a fuck. We're yeah. out of here. So they sold it, um, and there were reporters who would come out and see this, like, local news. They were like, this shit's fucked up. Like, there's a haunted house here. There's a bunch of reports about this shit being real. And uh, Marianne told reporters who were documenting the phenomenon, quote, we were absolutely terrified. I don't think I'll ever be the same again. If I hear a noise that I cannot explain or something goes missing, 
It always makes me wonder whether it has come back again. Right now, we're just glad that it seems to have left us alone. That's really nice. It's like, like this fucking woman's going to live in fear for like for the, the rest of her life. Right. And it's just like reading through this and i'm like everything i read i always say like this could be total bullshit and i joke around about that the whole time reading through this one i legitimately feel that there's at least one person involved in this story who is going to be irreparably damaged for the rest of their natural fucking life is it the three-year-old no it's this chick i think the three-year-old probably won't remember any of this shit so and it's just super creepy to think when he gets older if something starts happening around him and that mom has to start fucking thinking of that shit again oh my god that's just like this is the like intro to the movie the actual movie is going to be whatever happens when the three-year-old grows up. And if this happened Fuck, in 2006... Dude. Oh, that, that kid's The what? kid's 19 now. Oh, my God! The kid's 16 now. I'm bad at math. Yeah, yeah. The kid's you're, 18. You're a writer. 14, it's 15. The kid's 15 now. Fuck! Wow, yeah. you're real bad at math. 2005, he's three years old. It's 2018, plus 13. Three plus 13 is... He's 121 years old right now. <laughs> so, you're so dumb. I hate you. <laughs> it's fucking creepy. Um, that said... Uh, this is my take on it. The biggest issues I have with it is it's 2006 and for all the phenomenon that was witnessed, barely anything seems to have been documented. And like, I could do some digging. I can find the video of the welts and the scratches appearing. But like I said, I've already seen stuff like that from the fucking nineties. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that'll make me believe any more or any less, but if there's a fucking object rolling around on its own for the love of fucking God, if it happened that commonly in the house, get a fucking video of it. It's like, if you get a video of something that's happening that frequently, you should have had your fucking cell phone in your hand ready to go. And it's just annoying to me that there isn't anything that said. You've seen paranormal activity, though. No yeah. matter how many, like, rooms are cameraed or, or whatever, like, people still fucking got murdered. Like, What the fuck does that have to do with this at all? I don't know. I I'm not saying this would have prevented the haunting. It would have helped people, like, believe in it if you could have captured... If you have really fucked up things happening that are unexplainable right. and they're happening constantly you have to try and get some of that on fucking video get a dog get a dog yeah fucking... what does that mean i don't know i feel like if you got a dog it'd be able to tell you like... i was like do dogs come with cameras now are they're they like, like their phones? own sensors natural sensors have you seen paranormal activity yeah do you know what happens to the dogs in paranormal activity they get murdered they get hurt it's always sad i'm like you know what fuck this movie so but yeah the golden retriever this is so sad this is sad it's so sad uh that's the story i have for you guys of the south shields ghost so, so thankfully mine's not that scary and uh i don't want to poop myself from reading it thank you for the nightmares you're welcome enjoy that um, and i'd like to now point out that we are surrounded oh by God, stuffed no, animals stop. See, I was that are about that all staring at story. us but hey Fuck my you. man butters is up there and he is the most powerful motherfucker of the bunch he's actually don't professor think, chaos i don't think you know that you don't think uh eeyore would save you i don't think eeyore likes me particularly so that's just his face he doesn't mean it okay good enough <laughs> okay so mine is gonna be about the winchester mystery house we did have one of you friends email us and uh, give us that topic idea. So thank you, Annabelle. Your name's awesome. Um, I've taken up the task of telling the story of the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California. Now, I don't watch the show, but is this in any way related to Supernatural? Because I know those are Sam and Dean Winchester, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not about Supernatural. Okay, what's, cool. Whatsoever. I don't know. Also, they're they're not... I don't think they're part of that same Winchester. Oh, no, they might Why be. Why the fuck wouldn't they be? Oh, my God. Wait. Okay, now... I have, we... I've barely watched any of this show. I was going to say, can we please watch from season one again? 
Um, I guess we could. I've never really watched it. I've watched it in the background. So. Okay. Um, so I'm sure many of you guys have heard about this house. Like, there's no... I mean, okay, there's possibly a way you've never heard about this house. But, like, it's huge. And it's very famous. And it's a gigantic house. You can't miss it. Um, <laughs> but uh, there are a lot of facts that I learned while doing this that I did not know about before. And it's pretty interesting. Um, so let's just dive right in. You see my, you like my hand motions? I saw your hand in. motions. I love them. I don't know if they heard them. So. Splash. Okay, cool. There you go. Good sound effects. <laughs> so Sarah Winchester uh, was born Sarah Party in New Haven, Connecticut in September of 1839. And she grew up in, oh, like a, as a well-known social person, a socialite. That's what they call those. Right on. And uh, she had, like, skills in music and fluency in foreign languages. And you cannot leave out how apparently charming she was. She was small and petite and only four foot ten. So Ugh, I fucking hate short people. He doesn't mean that. He's just a dick. No, I don't um, mean that. So, although she was very short, uh, every inch of her was overflowing with personality I hate and you, charm. And I hate your hand gestures. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Uh, William Winchester was also raised in New Haven, go figure, and was the son of Oliver Winchester, a shirt manufacturer and businessman. So in 1857, Oliver Winchester took over the assets of this business firm, I guess, that manufactured the Volcanic Repeater, which is a rifle that used like a lever to fire things or to load bullets or a lever suck my balls so (laughs) i know nothing about guns obviously uh so don't take my word for it um because because this gun was such a huge improvement over like muzzle loaded musket rifle guns um of the time it was pretty popular obviously so oliver winchester um was kind was kind of like we can take this gun and we can make it better by making it faster and shoot more bullets. <laughs> Fuck. So topical, right? Right. Um, Good lord. And uh, it made it like ridiculously popular. So in 1860, they developed the Henry rifle, which is what they're famous for. The Henry repeater. Uh, which um, had a magazine in it. So it had a magazine and you could just fucking keep firing apparently. And it was the first true repeating rifle and was a favorite during the beginning of Civil War. And not uh, Captain America Civil War. We're talking about the real American Civil War. I'm sure there's so many people confused. Um, Like, I don't remember seeing Bucky use a fucking Henry repeater. (laughs) So Oliver Winchester was making bank off these fucking guns, right? And uh, he even had uh, contracts with the government and they were just selling guns like fucking crazy. And... So he changed the company name since they used to make t-shirts and shit. They changed their name to the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. And I'm just like, what a lame fucking name. Right, just make like, it the Winchester. No, see, I was thinking like you could just name it like with the Winchester Arms Company where you could make a whole bunch of different ones if you wanted instead of just the Repeater Company. But like, maybe people would be confused that you make arms there. Which explains the connection to Bucky Barnes, also known as the Winter Soldier, because <laughs> he has a metal arm. I got it now. You're so dumb. Okay. Uh, for all of you non Marvel fans, we're so sorry. 
We're so sorry if you don't like uh, comic book movies. The Winchesters kind of grew straight up through like social ranks because of all this buttloads of money they're getting. And on September 30th, 1862, William Winchester uh, married Sarah Party, who then became Sarah Winchester. Not Sarah Party Winchester. Uh, they're do- I'll, I'll I'll get into it. Okay, so they had wicked fancy wedding and everything. Wicked fancy? Did they have it in wicked Boston? Wicked fancy. Wicked fancy. Uh, during the Civil War, so they're like super bougie. Like the 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 Civil War can wait, right? Like we're just selling guns to these guys. Like we're just gonna have our rich fucking people wedding where people are dying well, and realistically, it's not like all weddings stopped just because the Civil War was going on. People are still gonna get married. Yeah, but you're gonna blow all your money on this fucking wedding. I don't think when... they blew all their money, but they they blew a lot of money. I'm on sure it. they did. Blowing money off the ass is something that rich people Instead are always of, like, gonna do. Helping people that need. Why are you and... against love, Robin? Like, if there's no love, what's the point of fighting in a war? What are you fighting for? Just fucking keep reading. Oh my gosh. You're going to go into a whole song. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with it. Okay. So I'm supposed to be going into a nap right now. Okay. Four years later, on July 15th, 1866, Sarah gave birth to their daughter, Annie Party Winchester. Wow. (laughs) So, um, Annie only lived for nine days. Aw. Yeah. That's super sad. And... It was like she got this sort of illness that kind of ate away at her body, and so she couldn't survive. Um, But it broke Sarah's heart, obviously. Her baby fucking died. And so she retreated into herself, and they never had another kid. And Sarah returned to her family home, and soon after found out that William got fucking tuberculosis. Jesus. Yep. So, in short, he did. He died? Yeah, he died. He got tuberculosis. You can live with tuberculosis. That's why people move to the West, because of the dry climate. Well, Doc Holliday? Hello? Well, he died on March 7th, 1881. They live in Connecticut. They're move! Not- Holy shit, you have so, all the money in the world. <laughs> he died on March 7th, 1881, leaving Sarah Winchester to inherit $20 million. And Which now? $20 million back then is like ridiculously obscene in the 1880s. It's like and a billion that's dollars That's almost now. $520 million that's in, close. in 2017. That's a lot. Yeah, so $520 million in 2017. She also received 48.9% of the Winchester Company. Uh, and about $1,000 a day in income, which is apparently equivalent to $25,000 in 2017. So she was the Christian Grey and- of the oh, day. Oh, see, I wrote that down too, right? And I was like, <laughs> she's no Christian Grey, though, because he makes that every five minutes. Am I right? I hate you <laughs> beyond belief. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I can't. I can't believe you went there. High five. You the know, grudging high five. You know we've I been- hope you heard how disappointed my hand was in that <laughs> high five, guys. So... Um, the biggest part of her making all that fucking money was that that money wasn't taxable until 30 years later. Like, they, it, the tax laws back then, she didn't have to get fucking taxed on that shit until uh, 30 years after that, 1913 or something. Wow. Nothing um, bad happened around then. What happened around? World War One. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, this bitch was rolling in it. Um, so regardless of how uh, wealthy she was, it would never bring her family back. Um, she was absolutely heartbroken and lonely and felt horrible, miserable. And so a friend goes, hey, Sarah, why don't you go to a spiritual medium? That'll help. And so she does. And this medium tells her, um, that her husband is there with them and that he, he, or he or she, I don't know. 
what sex the medium is, but they tell her all the details of what he looks like and describes him to a T. And then wasn't he a well-known public figure? I know, right? Just saying, just saying. I know it's fuck, bitches. Am I right? <laughs> um. So they describe him and say that there's a man there and that there's a curse on the family and that is why everyone is dying. I have heard of this. Yeah. I've heard of it. I almost ran so, across this in my shit. The guns that the Winchesters created cost thousands of lives, and those spirits want revenge. So the only way to avoid being taken was, uh, like, to be murdered or killed in some... Die. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Was to sell her property and go towards the setting sun. And, Out west. Yeah. And so... <laughs> West, for all you direction, not good knowing people. You can call them direction morons. It's fine. They know what they are. So California bound, she went. And she claimed to be guided by her husband and that she would not stop. For directions? I just want to bash my head against the microphone so bad. Um, She would not stop unless it was like the right place, you know? And just, I just imagine her like not stopping and walking straight into the ocean. I was going to say, I just imagine her getting to the ocean like, are we there yet now? And he's like disappears. <laughs> like, you're the worst to go on road trips So with. she reached the Santa Clara Valley in 1884. And there she found a six or eight room home that was under construction um, and bought it from the doctor that was building it. And so she bought it along with the 162 acres of land that Holy it was shit. yeah that it was on and she was like fuck this design we're going to be fresh <laughs> i hate you so much <laughs> so she scrapped whatever plan that the doctor had set up for it uh, and went her own direction and so construction went on for 36 years what the fuck 36 years uh, local craftsmen and workers, they built, rebuilt, changed the designs, demolished shit, and just worked for 36 years. 22 workers had to work on the home 24 hours a day. So they, it was just constant noise. So is this like a giant fortress? Like, how big is this fucking house that took that long? Let me tell you. So, um... You know you can do that without putting your hand in my face. <laughs> but I like to. So... Once she started building the house, it grew to 26 rooms and railroad cars had to start coming in and bringing supplies and furnishings for the home. And so Sarah never had a solid plan of what she wanted. Every morning she would meet with the foreman and be like, this is what I want and would hand over a sketch of her designs. And if the plans didn't work out or it didn't like fit to whatever they're trying to build, they'd just build a room around another room. Like, it's insane. And then rooms were continually added. Wings were added. Um, levels turned into fucking towers and turrets and shit. Good lord. And the highest height of the building was seven stories. That's the highest it ever got. And there were three elevators and 47 fireplaces at that time when the building was only 26 rooms. And I say only 26. So the building is 26 rooms and there's 47 fireplaces. So there's at least two per. This Don't bitch ask is way me. too extra. Um, right? <laughs> Some staircases, uh, they led to nowhere. A freaking chimney was there that served no purpose. Like the, the ch- chimney, what are those things that lead out to the outside? Chimney. Oh, <laughs> is that what that is? Yes. Okay. It didn't even reach the ceiling. So there's no point. It didn't work. 
Um, and then closets weren't even closets. It'd be like a closet to nothing, to just a wall. Um, Was there a lion and a witch? That's a wardrobe. And the wardrobe. I fucking hate you. Uh, there were trap doors, like doors that fucking went into nowhere. Um, double back hallways, whatever the fuck that means. There's two backs in there. (laughs) That's what double means. (laughs) I just want to slap you. (laughs) Um, double skylight. So there'd be a skylight and then another skylight, like right on top of it. Um, doors would open to the outside to like 12 foot drops. Like you would fucking. What the fuck is wrong with this lady? And like, it's insane. There were cupboards that were only like a half an inch deep. So you couldn't even fucking put a cup in the cupboard. And, uh, so there's a lot of things messy with this house and all this, uh, all the stair posts were even like installed upside down. Um, and many of the bathrooms had fucking glass doors, so you could fucking see who's on the shitter. I'm okay with that. So, kinky. But, uh... Kinky? Yeah. I don't know well, some that. people are into that. Some people are scared to go to the bathroom with the door closed, too. Me. Yep. Um, all... And the number three... Or, not none. Blah, 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 blah. The number 13 is also prevalent throughout the house. <laughs> Nearly all the windows contain 13 pa- panes of glass... Um, walls have 13 panels. Uh, the greenhouse has 13 cupolas, whatever the fuck that is. You know what a cupola is? Nope. I would look that up though. Uh, many of the wooden floors contain 13 sections, whatever the fuck a section is. Uh, some rooms had 13 windows because that's necessary. (laughs) Um, and most stairs had 13 steps. And there's one staircase that has like 42 steps, but that's because each step is only two inches high. What the fuck? I know. Okay. Um, and this is all Sarah's design. Well, obviously, so, it makes no fucking sense. This chick was crazy. That's what a lot of people say, but there's a method to her madness. Is there? So, by creating these odd and confusing designs, uh, she felt that she could control the vengeful spirits that uh, had to do with the Winchester curse. And this way, it would discourage, like, bad spirits from doing any misdeeds because they'd fucking get lost and confused in this house that made no sense. And, um... That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You're the stupidest life. thing I've ever heard. You think that was a good idea? To build the most ridiculous house over the course of the course of 30 Bro, years to hide from spirits? if I had $520 million and making $25,000 a day... I would do something better than build a fucked up house. So, throughout this construction, Sarah lived there just by herself... Uh, just her, the workers, and the servants. Must be nice. And um, the freaking ghosts, of course. And it is said that she communicated with the spirit world in order to come up with her designs. So it wasn't just her just, like, making it out of nowhere. The ghosts told her. The ghosts So it was just her, is what you're saying. Oh my god, you're such a dick. I'm just saying, this chick was kind of fucking nuts. So... Anyway, in 1906, something even more horrible happened to her. A great earthquake swept through San Francisco, also known as the Great Earthquake of San Francisco. I hate your hand gestures when you do these <laughs> revelations. Um, it ruined a huge, or it ruined huge portions of the the Winchester Mansion. Like the top three floors collapsed into the gardens and would never be rebuilt. So now the building's only four stories tall. Wow. And uh, the fireplace in the Daisy Room, which is where Sarah slept, um, trapped her inside. And she took it as a sign, like, 
I cannot finish this house. Like if the the spirits are angry because the house was about to be finished. So she boarded up the front 30 rooms of the mansion in hopes of trapping spirits inside forever. So it, those rooms would never be completed. And uh, so what happens if you go in those rooms? Well, they have a tour now. Oh, and I'll get fucking to it. figures. So for several months after the destruction from the uh, earthquake, construction continued in attempts to repair the damage and bedrooms were rebuilt and then even more were added on. <laughs> uh, more chimneys were installed. Useless chimneys. Chimneys. More um, chimneys. So the reason for the chimneys, it's said um, that she added all the chimneys in because it's believed that's where the spirits come in and out. Oh, so, yeah, that makes sense. That's like makes total yeah, sense. Yeah, it's like the uh, the flu network in Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess that is just like that. Um, <laughs> they're all magicians or wizards and witches. Yeah, there was nowhere for the smoke to go. It was stupid. Uh, only two mirrors. Were... Tell me she dies of smoke inhalation. No. I'm so two hoping mirrors, she does. Only two mirrors were ever installed in the house, supposedly. And it's because Sarah believed that ghosts were afraid of their own reflection. So I, for some reason, I, at first I got chills reading that and I was like, I hate mirrors. I could see that. But then I was like, wouldn't you want more mirrors? Cause you don't want the Just build a house of mirrors? Yeah. Like, I don't understand it, but to each their own. And on September 4th, 1922, at the age of 83, um, Sarah passed away in her sleep. And she left everything to her niece, um, Frances Marriott, who took care of all her business affairs. Marriott isn't Marriott Hotels. No, spelled differently. Okay. Uh, little did anyone know, by this time, Sarah's accounts were pretty thin. She didn't really have a lot of money anymore. I wonder and... where that money went. <laughs> and... I inherited this giant mansion of rubble and chimneys. I know. That's why. That's what I wrote to. I was like, that's what happens when you spend all your freaking money on this shit. Right? Jeez. <laughs> like, damn. Think of a savings plan. She had 500, um... the equivalent of $500 million. And she would have been better off keeping spirits away by keeping a constant fucking bonfire of dollar bills going this entire time. <laughs> So after her death, construction ceased. Everything personal, uh, everything of personal value was removed. All the furniture and stuff was taken out. And the home was sold to a group of investors uh, who turned it into a tourist attraction. So today it is a tourist attraction for all of you that didn't know. And uh, it, some sources say that there are 160 rooms in the house. But every time they send people in to do a recount, the room numbers are always different. Just like that fucking Stephen King book. Which Stephen King? Red Rose. I think it's called Red Rose. Rose Red. Oh, Rose Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it took the movers more than six weeks to get all the furniture out of that house because it was like, they said it was like a maze and they could never figure out how to get out. Stairs that go up, don't go up. Stairs that go down, don't go down. Like, it's fucking stupid. Um, and so today the house is a California historical landmark. That's cool. And is registered with the National Park Service. (laughs) It represents the excess and stupidity of California residents. It's registered with the National Park Service as a large, odd dwelling with an unknown number of rooms. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy, right? I'm just kidding, by the way, California residents. You guys aren't stupid. Although you guys do pay crazy amounts in rent. I'm just fucking saying. And taxes. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, So to this day, strange events and sightings are reported from the house and dozens of psychics are convinced of the spirits within it. 
So there have been a number of uh, mediums and things that I've gone to check it out and see what's going on. And they are all like shit's going down there. There's spirits in it. Um, but they do say that they're good spirits. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm maybe not... it's just like a place for them to all hang out and uh, relax. Yeah, they're just using the flu network. Here's what I'm going to say. Okay. I hate you. <laughs> so 25 patrons. When we get to 25 patrons, we will go. I was 50. 50? Okay. 50 patrons. We will go to this place. And then we'll uh, take I, the tour. I, I'll get there at the end. Okay. I'll get there. Um, so, even the ghost of Sarah Winchester has been seen throughout the years at the house. Uh, employees and visitors both have strange encounters and uh, experiences. So, they've heard footsteps, banging doors, mysterious uh, disembodied voices, shattering windows, like windows that bang shut hard enough to just shatter the windows. Um, cold spots, obviously, um, ghostly lights that they see like floating around and shadows and, and different figures. And even doorknobs will like rattle themselves or twist themselves. I know I'm like shaking my hand in your face, like showing you the doorknob. I'm like, my nipple Um, is not a doorknob. And in 2016, they actually announced the discovery of yet another room. So an attic space, uh, that contained a pump organ, a Victorian couch, a dress form, which is like one of those things you actually... Yeah, okay. I know what you mean. Um, like a mannequin yeah. for a dress. Uh, sewing machines and paintings. Oh, oh, and a skeleton in the corner. Like a skeleton of a human being or like a fake skeleton? <laughs> I was hoping you'd have more of a, a like reaction because I was like, no, they didn't actually find I a skeleton you. in the corner. <laughs> I was like, did this just get good? No. <laughs> Apparently, they uh, they have opened the house for the first new tour in over 20 years um, in 2017. It's a daytime tour, and Aww. you can tour through the rooms, uh, even the, the, the ones that were left unfinished. Um, and that's normally not part of the tour. You have to pay extra for that. I looked it up. And I think it'd be really cool to go. Um since we live super close to California, it'd be like a hop and a skip. And it's in San Fran, right? It's in San Jose. San Fran's kind of far. Is it? That's close, San Jose right? is right by there. Okay. It's like um, seven hours from here. So, yeah, I was thinking like 50 patrons uh, will tour the mansion and do updates while we're on the trip. I thought that'd be really cool. Um, and we'll sneak and then... off. We're going to hide there. We're going to take sleeping bags, stay the night, and I'm bringing a Ouija board. You heard it here first, 50 no, patrons. No, fuck that shit. That's not happening. Suck my balls. Um... They do have a flashlight tour. That's cool. They have a flashlight tour on Friday the 13th. So, That's so you go cool. in after hours and they ring the doorbell 13 times. Uh, Just in, in case yeah. none of the ghosts are awake. And they have one coming up in July. So I was like, maybe our spooky friends meet up if we can get 50 patrons. That would be cool. That would be really cool. I want to go do this, and I just want to let anyone know, if we go there and we're recording or if we meet people, whatever the case may be, I'm going to be singing Scooby-Dooby-Doo, <laughs> where are you? Everywhere we go, because it's just the mood I'll be in. It's I just, when I saw that there's like, tours like that i was like that is so freaking cool i am so scared of the dark i don't want to do a flashlight one but if we oh, get we're to, doing the flashlight if one. we get to 50 patrons we will try to make this happen cool 
So, yep. That's the Winchester Mystery House for you guys. That was pretty good. Thank you, Annabelle, for the recommendation to do this topic. Good call, Annabelle. Um, But yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode today. What did you do again? (laughs) What did I do again? Just reminding everyone. (laughs) I did the South Shields Poltergeist. Okay. So I had the scary one. So we got, yeah. So Adam had the super scary one. I had the crazy house building. Crazy rich lady building a fucking crazy (laughs) house. Um, but yeah, we're glad you guys have stayed through the episode and we just want to remind you that, um, there are multiple ways of supporting us and just join the Facebook group, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Patreon. We don't have an Instagram. Oh, not Instagram. That's just me. (laughs) But, uh, um, and Patreon, uh, we do have some goals set up. Uh, you can start from a dollar. We, I think we have a dollar and end up. Yes. But um, we have like physical goodies tiers and stuff like that. And um, it all just really helps us out. And it's fun to interact with you guys. And if you're one of the patrons, you get like access to exclusive polls and early. Sometimes we let you guys pick our topics and, like and it's yeah. super cool. I think that's the funnest part is doing the the topic polls and then seeing what people want. And, right. Um, but yeah, and then keep posting in the Facebook group um facebook.com slash garage podcast that thing and it's just so fun to see everyone interact and see all your omen babies twitter is at scaryish pod hashtag omen babies if you're going to show us your pets (laughs) one thing we forgot to mention is the contest yes is that what you're going to get to yeah yeah so you want me to do it you want to do it Uh, you can do it yeah the contest is is quite simple leave us a review on itunes uh and go ahead and tweet at us letting us know hey dropped you a line uh left you a review on itunes it really helps us out you guys can go and do that and by doing that we're going to enter you into a contest we're running the contest until 420 bitches get blazed i don't smoke pot um <laughs> but yeah it's it gonna is run. legal though it is legal here um but it's gonna run until then and anyone who enters uh, you, it's just as simple as you are entered into a contest to win a goodie box of uh, a bunch of different stuff that we're going to toss in there uh scary book we're probably going to send over uh as much merchandise as we possibly can of everything we have so stickers pins we should hopefully have t-shirts by the time we send that out so all you have to do is go to itunes search scaryish podcast and leave us a review and let us know that you dropped one uh we had people recently on twitter just let us know hey left you guys a review we go and we check and make sure it's there and we put your name in there and it's that simple uh and it really helps us because the more reviews we get on itunes the higher up in the charts we can get and hopefully we can get into one of those coveted like what's new on itunes slots or featured content or something along those lines or like new and exciting right Um, so we can bring in more people and it's uh, very very helpful i love how much this group is growing and seeing all of you guys that are like new listeners um it's super cool and we definitely want to give our shout outs to all the og listeners because you guys know who you are (laughs) we appreciate you beyond belief so uh guys no matter how you support us uh, even if you're just downloading and listening and we've never heard from you thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts it means so much to you it means so much to us that you guys are enjoying this and you want to listen to it it makes it fun to want to do these things yeah it really does so uh one last time thank you to everyone that listened and i think that's everything we have for episode 16 so i'll sign us out i think i can get it so it's uh okay i wrote it down keep on creep and on and we'll talk to you next week
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.